I had to do three this time. I had to do three. This is a very special episode. Um, uh, I'm joined by two very special people. Also, um, I'm, I'm hyper. I'm excited. I literally just thought of something. Jessica, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm thinking I'm, I'm I just I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it till right after I introduce um, our guest. But something you said that we we need to definitely talk about that happened okay. uh, recently. Okay. Um but <laughs> y'all know we love y'all. Want shout out to all of our subscribers and listeners, people in the Facebook group, people following us on Instagram, FME underscore podcast. We love y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also, don't forget about our affiliates, Garner's Garden. They sell natural healthcare products and they sell skincare and oral healthcare products as well. Acre Gold, if you want a subscription to purchase your very own gold bars for collecting or selling or melting down and making jewelry, check out that link. Also, Retro Mimi, for all my gamers out there, y'all know I'm a gamer. They sell emulation consoles, so little handheld consoles about the size of a cell phone. You can put your own ROMs on there and relive the past. And last but not least, Blackwater, that is BLK water. That is the water you've probably seen in the store that is literally black. There are some minerals in there that makes the water black. Um, check them out. Click our affiliate link and order some Blackwater today. Now. I'm hype. I'm feeling good. Me and Jessica had a great conversation earlier today, which re-energized my spirits. I had a great <laughs> weekend, which also revitalized my spirits. And uh... <laughs> oh my god, that's what we're doing today. <laughs> listen, listen. Another episode, another day. But hello. Uh... <laughs> I cannot drag our guests into that foolishness. Uh, Do not. <laughs> but how, how are you? How are you doing, Jessica? You good? I am well. No complaints, man. It's been a very interesting week, uh, uh, intense week, none the least. Uh, and I, I'm here. I'm present, accounted for, and thankful for that. Well, I'm glad you're present. I'm glad that we are connecting more <clears throat> both on and off the show and you are letting me into your life. I really appreciate you and I'm thankful for you. We're going to push this thing forward. Likewise, likewise. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we have a very special guest. I'm about to say some things about this brother I've never said to his face, but he's probably felt these things. So he is someone that I would call a an excellent example of black excellence when i met this brother i was working in a program called freedom schools and <clears throat> when i first met him he kept it 100 from the jump most people don't keep it 100 with you they like to tell you what you like to hear like to make you feel good and comfortable he's like bro let me give you the 411 and it's always been like that he is a huge advocate for the community and making sure that our kids are taken care of and that they are being shown the right way. It's really easy to get lost out here in these streets. And I will say this about him, and he may be modest and not say it, but he saves lives. I really, I really feel like this brother saves lives. He's definitely helped me out greatly. One of the one of the last people I met and talked with before I moved from South Carolina. Um, 
we had some really great conversations. Gave me some great relationship advice because this brother is also a family man and just an excellent example of what it is to be a black man in America. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. David Hutchinson. Woo! Appreciate the love. Appreciate the love, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for being a part of this. Um, Jessica, David, we have a new president. Yes, yes we do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> and I could not be more happier <laughs> about it. Uh, it is we are well overdue, and I think our country needs something more um, inclusive and uh, nothing is perfect, but I am really happy for a new reset, a new start, uh, yes. because I think that black people have felt this for a while, like felt a pressure, a weight, um, and it's something that we haven't been really able to describe fully, but uh, yeah, we needed this. The world needed this, so. For sure. True indeed. True indeed. How you feel about it, David? Oh, man, I'm just, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Monday morning. <laughs> Monday morning will be real funny because you go. <laughs> it's going to tell everybody who was anybody that, that went the other way, but it's going to also tell. For me, it, it's just, I got to scribe even harder. Uh, we just got to work harder. And um, yeah. I'm excited. I really am because we went through. If, if you survived the last four years, you can survive anything. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Straight up, because right. I mean it's it's been it's been shots fired on a number of, yeah. of levels from a number of different perspectives. Right. When you think about it, like I mean, we're always at the top of everybody's like shooting list, like yeah. always, just literally because. and fi figuratively and literally. Unfortunately, yeah. 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 You know, so it, doesn't, it doesn't get any lighter, but I mean, we just gotta, we just gotta move into. But I promise you, I'm gonna be laughing on the inside. It might be laughing on the outside because face is gonna be real tight. Oh right? yeah, I'm not even gonna <laughs> shout you. I'm, I'm looking at where you work. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> I was there. The I was there at the beginning of the four year, and it was like yeah. a funeral. And the looks I was getting, like, don't yeah. look at me, don't yeah. talk to me. And sitting next yeah. to people that voted for Trump was just like, yo, you teach black and brown kids every day, and you voted for this man. Like, our Hispanic students were coming to school crying, saying, Mr. Wilson, my family's going to have to go. We're all, he said he's going to send all Mexicans back to Mexico. Like, this dude had hundreds of children crying. But, yeah. That motherfucker no gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's how you really feel. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. Uh, thank y'all for stepping up. Thank y'all for doing the work. Uh, I really hope that y'all are able to push through this student loan thing. Um, a lot of people Bruh. are joking about it. I've joked Bruh. about it, laughed about it, but dead ass, that will set the, that will be a huge positive impact on just so many people's lives and just the economy as a whole, just helping people's, you know, get, get on that right course and. It's, it's, I think it's deserved, too. It's, it's deserved. And through those HBCUs in there specifically as well. So, and yeah, then just yeah, fixing yeah. fixing some of the existing programs, you know? For sure. Uh, and I For like sure. that. Some of those existing programs, they're cool, but they're very strict. And if you fuck up, you're, like, you're done. Like, you got to start over. And, I mean, 10 years is a long time to give your life to something, you know? Right. So, uh, right. Mm, I'm sorry. I'm just, whew. So, ah, yeah, 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 good. yeah, yeah, my timeline about to be light, ooh, 
<laughs> y'all about to be gone. Let me tell you. I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't even want to see y'all complaints about this presidency when y'all ain't say nothing these last four years. Y'all, y'all ready to complain now, man? Mm, I won't see it. All right. Enough of that. David, thank you for joining us once again. Um, I told yeah, you I was gonna drag you on here last time I talked to you. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a start. Hopefully, I'm not stealing the question from Jessica. Mm. No. Tell Go us ahead. about <laughs> your inspiration. Not in a bad way, but I'm jealous because I don't remember my grandfather at all. He passed. I don't remember how old I was, but I don't remember yeah. him at all. Don't remember meeting him. Couldn't even tell you what he looks like. Tell us about how your grandfather inspired you. Man, you took me back. So that particular question hits heavy, and I said it because recently I read in my journal. I had a journal I had some years ago, but um, how he technically inspired me from a young man growing up with my mom, who was my primary, she was my role model. Uh, mm -hmm. She was the only parent that I saw that lived a lifestyle that was, I guess, going in the, in the right direction because my daddy was stuck in the, in the whirlwind of having a good time. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> no, no pun intended. But mom, um, mom just, you know, put, put her best foot forward. But my grandfather, I, I fixed my eyes on him because he, he was the father of 10 kids in the same house. Um, he was a pastor. He was just, just a, a decent average man, um, that just wanted the best for everybody. But also, um, if he didn't have nothing to add to your life, he wasn't going to say anything at all. Ooh. So those few things resonated with me. And at the age of 14, like, I can tell y'all the day, the temperature, the, what I had on, what, what grade I was in. Um, when I learned that he had passed away, uh, definitely took, it just took my whole little world for a whirlwind, being a young teenager, um, new into the teenage age or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, it just, it really, it really set me back because what I realized was I didn't realize how much of an impact or a role model he was uh, to my life. And it just like I was in a place that I was just like a dark place when he when he transitioned. Let's just say that. But um, definitely, I I learned how to be a father by him, a husband, and just just a decent like a decent person um, to say the least. But yeah, without question, he's definitely my number one guy. Wow, you're making me think about yeah something. Go ahead, Jessica. I see the look. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I can relate to that. Um, my grandfather, like. It's interesting how, uh, for me, my I wish I had more time with him because he was a person, and not to take away from the story of a grandfather, it's just the impact of their role, mm -hmm. um, how much we absorbed and like um, kind of extracted from their life that could not be really formulated in words at that time. Like I would sit and, and my grandfather was, high, uh, I don't want to say highly uneducated. He didn't have a formal education. And so um, I think it thought, I think it's fifth grade from what I remember. Um, and so, but he, he always um, volunteered at the polls. He always promoted uh, um, voting, voting and using our voice and um, just holistic living in terms of like planting a garden. So all these different pieces, I can totally relate. As he says that, I, I kind of get pride in, in knowing that my grandfather was very influential, although not necessarily uh, highly educated in a traditional sense. And those um, black men um, often don't get that um, 
that spotlight and to see mm -hmm. um to to like just kind of have a, a place to to put reference in to reflect on their impact um i think it is much needed and so i i'm smiling because it, it reminds me of my grandfather and I, a lot of my who i am now like i i find myself to to be like him in ways um, that I didn't know that I was, because there was a lot of things that was embarrassing, I would say, of him uh, to me growing up that I was immature and could not, because he didn't fit a status quo mm -hmm. of what I thought was popular or what I thought was like it. And then now it's like, no, all of those things was it. And like everything it is like such a reverse of my mentality of who i am and like what i anchor my life in now so um i can totally relate to you on that um david so <laughs> now you also said your father would be a great um another great influence as well he taught you about forgiveness and you said you want to expound upon that yeah <clears throat> so i i always I always think back because our relationship was like a lot of father-son relationship. You know that you know that 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 clip of the video and everybody probably seen it. Fresh Prince of Bel Air with a daddy mm -hmm. like leaves well. You know what I mean? Like that 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 was kind of like a, a um oh gosh like a repeating scene for my life for a number of occasions. Like one of them in particular. You know, young men like ourselves when you're like eight nine years old, we're big in the wrestling game. That's all we did play fight. Oh yeah. So he he set promises of yeah man we are gonna go to hit the North Charleston Coliseum here in Charleston. <laughs> We going, you know what I mean? We gonna live it up that night. And I just remember standing outside, waiting, 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 looking left, looking right. The Joker nowhere in sight. And I grew up like just having a heart of rock for this Joker. Like um, I had no words for him. Like we couldn't share the same air for years, years. And I say that because like I want to say this was from like teenage up until mid twenties ish. Mm. Um, and it was just heavy on me. Like, it was really, really heavy. And I think when I first, my oldest child is 12, Madison, um, she was came into the world. And I remember, like, we were, we were, we were speaking, but it wasn't, like, a, what I would consider a balanced relationship, like, with communication. Um, we were speaking, and ultimately, um, I just told him straight up, listen, if you break her heart one time, you ain't got to worry about it. But I, and I, I say that because like he taught me forgiveness is because I had to, I had to release myself from the things that he didn't do to be a better parent to my children from a for a different perspective. Mm. And I say that too from a teachable point because like I mean we're probably gonna talk about it later, but just the impact of working with young people as well. I can't I can't stand for something or push something on them that I'm not myself moving in in such a way. So yes. that 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 was a big that was a big big deal. And to be honest with you, it made us way better. And I ended up finding out how much similarities we've had we have in common. Mm -hmm. um, he passed about four years ago, but I would honestly say we got things right. I would definitely say we got things right the last eight years. But the last year and a half, two years, we were inseparable. Um, and it was definitely I feel like it was the best ending to a book that you could ever or a chapter of my life that you could ever give. To be honest. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That like, <laughs> y'all got me going deep, man. It's, it's that's that's, for that's the point, that, man. That's ah. like just such a beautiful thing. Like, and I'm glad that you had the opportunity to experience that because so mm -hmm. many people don't get to um, fulfill that 
piece of their their like the, those chapters in their books mm -hmm. and i think that uh is it, it is very um uh healing to to face things head on face it and, and i think um just listening to your story like as you became a father it it, it repositioned your your outlook to the problem per se mm -hmm. so like now you see you're seeing it from a different lens which also is helps heal your own your own pain your own trauma mm -hmm. which breaks the generational curse in and of itself yeah. so there's a lot of things that that heals when we are able to address these things head on instead of just sucking it up holding it up and being mad like right because um, i think that that's what a lot of us we all have had situations where that is where we stay we just stay on that i'm mad i'm not doing this i'm not talking mm -hmm. to you and there's really no healing that can get done in that environment. It's like until you decide to face it head on, um, I think that we all grow from that. So I'm glad that you got that opportunity with your dad. Yeah, I'm glad sure. as well, man. I'm glad as well. Um, and that that is a huge lesson, especially for I'm going to speak for the black community or speak to the black community rather in particular. Y'all, we got to stop doing all this, this beefing and holding grudges forever. It's, I mean, it gets to a point, you know, like David said, he has kids now. So it's about them and what they're going to, what they're being exposed to and what they're seeing. That is how you break a generational curse. They see the relationships that you have with other people. They see if you beefing with your sister or your brother mm -hmm. or your mom or their kids absorb every freaking thing that you do. Mm -hmm. They might not say anything, but they see it. And you have to remember as a parent, that is their first exposure to relationships. Any right. relationship is their relationship with you and seeing how you interact with other people. Oh, Lord. I'm violating y'all. And my phone is on mute. And my, I got to now I have an Apple Watch, too, so everything is ringing. Um, but, yeah, that is that forgiveness piece is extremely important. And um, I, I've heard a lot of people say forgiveness isn't about the other person. It's about Correct. you. You know, Correct. you're letting go of something. You're releasing something. And, I mean, to be honest, I've been in a position to need forgiveness because i'm not perfect and it does not feel good to do someone wrong or be on the wrong end of something and then that person doesn't even give you the opportunity to make it up or apologize or explain yourself um and yeah this is not a burden that you want on either side you don't want the burden of carrying it that hatred or anger or whatever and you don't want to be you don't want to have the burden of dang i, I did this person wrong and now that relationship is dead, I want to fix it, but they won't even hear me out. So, and, and some of y'all still mad over five dollars too. So I'm gonna need for some of y'all with the little petty, <laughs> with the little petty stuff. I'm gonna need, really need y'all to move forward. But you know, some people have deeper things that they're dealing with. Now, David, you you already touched on the next question I want to ask you. So, and I think you kind of hinted at it. Where did your journey with helping? you know, the community and young black men in particular, when did that really start for you? I would say um, <clears throat> about the age of 21, so about 15 years ago. And it was in an inner city community that, that I met you in, but I mean, it was years prior. Um, like you, I was hired for that same position for that summer internship and it took off, like literally took off. So in that particular environment is when I pretty much learned my impact. And I say that because mm. in that particular building, I was um, 
I was okay. So I was one of the first interns that they had hired as a male, and then I was actually like their first school year intern, like during the school t- school year time, like from August to whatever June or whatever. Because normally our our thing was originally just summertime, so and pushed over, it spilled over into the August time. And I never forget when I came into the building and I sat, and they do, and they did what's called Harambe or whatever circle or whatever the case. It was a faith based organization. So we sat, um, and I remember all of the boys <laughs> in the circle literally was trying to literally sit in the chair next to me on both ends to the point they were pushing <laughs> each other out of the way. And I mean, yeah, it was funny, but it was also like an eye opening moment because. What you realized was they didn't. They were used to seeing women, and it wasn't nothing wrong with that. But they weren't used to seeing a guy in that environment. They weren't used to being close or getting close to a guy um, in that environment. So that that resonated with me, um, and it really, really set the tone. Um, and I, I, I had a lot of eye-opening moments, and one of them was I realized it's not so much. I don't know how to phrase it, but it's just the the culture comes from that community, just from those group of people, that mindset that I'll never be this. I'll never be that. I'll always be this. I'll always be that. So I fought. My thing was fighting against a culture that was already so deeply embedded, deeply rooted, deeply like just just through pouring through the walls. Like, you know, you can be greater than that. So one of the first initiatives I tried was just trying to get guys to dress up, like just put on a nice white shirt, put on a bow tie. You know, put some slacks on or whatever the case could be, and I actually got a picture. I don't know where I got it at right now, but I think I put. I think I got it on the social media. I may. I may be able to resurface it. But about four or five young men felt, you know, compelled to to follow suit. So when we did it, it was crazy because you know people that don't look like us are always asking why y'all dress like. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. <laughs> so I just said just because my sarcasm game wasn't that high yet. It was. It was still you know in training or whatever. But. Um, <laughs> I was I was just like, you know, no, like, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to teach these young men another way. I'm just trying to teach them another way. And um, that that experience in itself, like, just opened me up to points where, like, I felt it was more than just employment. But it was now, like, we were family because, like, we laughed together. We cried together. Uh, we, we took road trips together. We did field trips near and far together. I could talk to them in such a way that you would be like, dang, you got to be blood relatives. No, it's just we built relationships. Mm. We done broke bread together. I done, I done got your report card. I done maybe picked you up from school, so forth and so on. Your mama might have called me over to the house for dinner or whatever. So it was just, it was huge, man. But um, those years, I would say, were the ground roots for me. In addition to, I actually did, and I'm just thinking about it. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. but toot it. For nine years, um, I went to the Department of Ju- Juvenile Justice up here in the Dorchester District 2 area um, where I spoke to young people, young men specifically, for nine years. Wow. And, like, little kids whose feet couldn't even touch the floor got low charges or whatever the case could be. And that was Dang. that was crazy, man. Crazy. My first time ever talking to the kids was Christmas 15 years ago. Oof. And um, that that really set it, set... it just set a number of things within me. So... Every time that I got that opportunity, I would come back to the community and just push even harder because I just I didn't want that to become the norm for those that did not have those stripes yet on their back. Oh, my God. I don't yeah. know if I would have been able to handle seeing a kid that little. Brother, it, it was and it still is rough to think about because like at that time, like, you got kids, man. And I was in like they would put me in front of like the worst group of kids. But truthfully. I, I didn't see them like that. I just saw them as just young kids that didn't have nobody, no no guidance. Yeah. Or just decided to take a chance or was guided by some other group or activity. 
whether it be a gang or just a lifestyle that they saw on TV or they heard through the radio, and they felt that was the way. Um, and that's literally what I saw. And then I looked into the eyes of so many of them, you know, whether they asked for prayer, whether they asked for, like, just, hey, man, uh, can you give me some insight or are you going to be back next time? You know, and, that, and that's the thing. And so a lot of times, like, for me, like, there's a young man right now. I won't name him, but, like, for instance, I know he had, he got, whatever, they call it street cred, but I just be like, whatever. Um, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, his government name is what I identify him as. And I always tell even the grown men that know him now, and I be like, I know him as a little boy. You know him as a grown man. So we don't know each other from the same perspective. But definitely, he um, he's a, he's one of a, many examples uh, that have helped to keep me in the right place, but also just striving to help our community. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That was heavy, man. I didn't I'm know trying, none. Man. I knew it's none of much. these. I knew none of these things about you. That's another man, layer, listen, man. Because I don't believe in. I don't believe in like that. That gloating stuff. I really don't. Well, I want to pause there because we talked about this a little bit earlier, and I think that that is some of all of our trauma, like in a in a way of that when we do positive things that we've been tricked to think that is gloating by promoting positive, yeah, like, like promoting positivity and vibrating higher. And right. I think that when we vibrate, it has to keep going. Like okay. it cannot. And like, I think that what the work that you're doing, I'm, I'm over here in the background, like kind of taking a step back, listening and just really listening to the impact and like, what I hear is a life that chose you that you didn't necessarily choose. Like you go into situations and you go into it thinking like, I'm going to go and do this internship because we all have the, these personal goals, these personal uh, strides to like, I want to do this thing. This is what I'm going for. I want to do an internship. An internship looks good on my resume and I'm not trying to write your story or, or mm -hmm. prove it, but like, in you being willing to like better yourself it positions you now to better other people's lives and i don't know mm -hmm. why i'm getting so emotional though like jesus but, <laughs> uh, and, i mean i'm really like just turn like dissecting this because i'm hearing you, your story for the first time i don't know you i just met you right before the mm -hmm. call and like to hear that it's just like it hurts me for myself for you for rob for for people like like us who are mm -hmm. trying to move the needle forward and i mm -hmm. think that is like we want the spaces around us to be better we don't want people to endure the pain that necessarily we endured and for some reason i feel like the enemy has tricked us to thinking that when we vibrate higher and when we 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 really keep moving that thing forward that mm -hmm. is it's called gloating and it's not it's called vibrating <laughs> And we're supposed to do that. We're supposed to be salt in the earth. We're supposed to be, we were supposed to be changing this world and we should not be embarrassed about that. We should not feel like that's gloating because when you set your intention and you set a positive intention and you come with a pure heart, I really do believe that that is what will manifest. And so as a black man, um, I just, I applaud you for, for your work and I don't want you to ever feel like that is gloating and I think that more of us, we have to find a way to unite. Like we have to find a way to bridge the gap. We have to find a way to really 
bond together and not on collaborating just for the sake of collaborating, like collaborating to like do good in this world mm -hmm. because we all uh, come from humble beginnings, like these spaces and places where I know people gave me a shot. I know, I, I don't know if like who, I rode the coattail of so many people, mm -hmm. like my dad, mm -hmm. like my mom, like places that they they positioned me, even if they were not in the room, they positioned me to be in the room. And it's like, now is the time that we, we stand in that voice. Like we stand in the good. Like you said something that stood with me um, just now or stayed with me in that I, I just saw kids. I saw kids that was slightly misdirected. I saw kids that just like bought into the hype, the, mm -hmm. the hype of, um, of what they hear propaganda on the radio. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but at the end of the day, your vision, your sight, saw just a person and you and you you connected with the person and like you said it doesn't we don't have to be blood we formed a relationship and yes. established a bond and a relationship and those are the things that make um i don't know the word rewarding like mm -hmm. me and rob like our relationship just in this last couple of months like since the pandemic like has grown drastically and here we are and we have common purpose, commonality, and I think mm -hmm. that that is the piece that we have to, we have to pull those layers back um, as a culture because I think we've shrunk for so long, and it is time out. It's time out for like it. it I don't know. Like I'm, I'm gonna pull back, but I just feel like <laughs> we have to, we have to yeah. be okay using our voice. We have yes. to be okay, yes. like. Like doing good and being mm -hmm. proud of the good that we do, yep. and we cannot feel like that's that's negative just because so many people have told us all, like, who do you think you are? Like, yeah. I I am important. That's who I think I am. I am valuable. That's who I am. Like, I have power. I have a voice. I matter. And I think that going back to the election, all of these different things that this is why this is such a critical point in in history like because we sitting back and like just not like just sitting back this is how we got here and i think now is the time to pick up the speed to pick up our voice pick up our torch do the work that we're supposed to be doing and keep making impact and keep um striking the pavement and moving this thing forward so that's all i have to say right now <laughs> I heard your heart. I heard your heart. You know what? I receive it, though. I do. I do. But I, I, I receive it. I, I, I yes. I mean, it, there's something. There's somewhere I want to go. Like right now, I don't know if Rob is okay with it, but I just, I, I guess I want. I just want to say, like, as far as and this is and this is to my sisters that I feel like a young. Let me tell you something. About what I love about our women. Our women are so beautiful, and I don't mean that from the perspective of outer. Like I think the world has taught us about eyebrows and, and cheekbones and, and, and lips and, and and hair and, and you know I got to have the right waist size. But let me tell you what, what beauty is that speaks to me is when she sees in her man what he don't see in himself, when she can just live in her own beauty, like knowing look, I can put on this tank top and some jeans and be just as beautiful as the day I was and the day that I wore the wedding dress that I'm wearing or the day that I met my, my next whatever, yes. whatever, whatever. 
And I just feel like, I feel like from a perspective of like our African-American women, like you guys are so strong. And I say that from a perspective, let me tell you when it, it changed for me. Listen, and this is real, real, real. The day that my daughter no. was born, April, April 27th, 2008, it was a Sunday. It was literally a Sunday. And I watched the head of my child come down the birth canal. And I watched like just life, new life come through and breathe her first breath. And I looked at the person that was pushing her out and just, which was my wife at the time or whatever, it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I feel like you ladies, all of you African-American women, and the thing is, oh, I can go so many places right now, but you guys are so amazing and so strong. Um, and I would say so overlooked. Let me just say that overlooked and underpaid that persons like myself, um, who really look at it and realize it like I, I appreciate you not just for the sake of a good song or a good melody or a good hook for the sake of selling an album or the sake of putting you on a Hallmark card, but literally you are the shoulders that us African-American males, those of us that got a little bit of common sense, realizes you guys have been keeping us um, even when we step out, even when we don't do what we're supposed to. Mm -hmm. Y'all literally keep us together. Yeah. And um, I just I just see it as that. So. I guess one of the other things is, it's like, I don't even really know how to say it. I don't know if I really want to say it, but like, I take on a position of fatherhood from a perspective of, no, that's not my son or no, that's not my daughter per se, biologically, but that is my responsibility. Mm. Yeah. Let me just say that yeah. because, um, and it, it's, it's from the, from the, it's just, it's just, that's what I was like from my perspective. Cause there's so many young women have sons, have children. Uh, one reason or another, and it's just oh man, it's so much. It's so much right there. I can, I can say it forever, but for the sake of time, I'm, I'm gonna let that one go. But Rob, please take control, please. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell control. you, Jessica, <laughs> <laughs> this guy, please take control. No, what, what you just said oh. to me is like the very, the very essence of that part when you said, um, "That's not your biological child, but that's my responsibility." To me, that's the very essence of community, and I wish that yes. you know yes. that's how i grew up like my neighbors i knew on left side right side across the street behind us i knew all of our neighbors they knew me and if my mom wasn't around they became mom and dad and they made sure i was in the house they may if i fell and skinned my knee they would come give me the first aid and bring me home like there was a yeah. real community there now with the black woman thing y'all already know how i feel about our beautiful queens. Um, I, I didn't even want to continue this podcast without a female co-host, without a black wow. female co-host. Like that is that was a goal. That is that was one of the. I said I need a black woman's perspective on this podcast. I need it. I need it. I need it because the value is there. Y'all see things that we don't see, and y'all will go through things that we'll never be able to go through and experience, <laughs> like giving birth and caring yeah. about so it's like y'all's perspective is infinitely um valuable and i also want to say this as well dang davy you got me taking this to another place i'm sorry man <sighs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get i'm going to get very personal right now because this is uh you, you know took the conversation there so even when i look at my past relationships and those women they're, they were always beautiful women and they're still beautiful women and I was with them because of what I saw and what, what, what I was experiencing with them. Even though we ended up parting ways for whatever reason, I let all of them know that you are still valuable, you're still beautiful, you know, 
this relationship wasn't for you for whatever reason, but continue to work on yourself. Don't let the fact that this didn't work out tear you down as a person. You know, reflect, keep building, but you have these qualities. Focus on these qualities, improve these qualities, and whatever else you're falling short on, continue to work on it. But not, but do not lower or devalue yourself because this relationship didn't work out for whatever reason. I think that is really, really, really important because sometimes it, you know, people get kicked when they're down. Like it's like some people love to wait for you to mess up to say, "Aha, I thought so," you know. And then we stay there. We cannot mm -hmm. stay there. And I like to tell a lot of women that like value yourself, know your worth, know your worth, know your worth. Look in the mirror and tell yourself you are worthy and talk to yourself about all those things that make you beautiful inside and outside and carry yourself as such. And don't let any and everybody into that space. If they are not worthy, then they are not worthy. Tell them to go get themselves yeah. together and maybe they can come back later. But um, that is why I love and cherish our beautiful black queens. Well, thank you on behalf of all the black queens. <laughs> I'm gonna, since I'm the only woman on the call right now, I'm gonna say thank you to both of you guys for saying that. Um, it's interesting, like I have been I guess manifesting closer to that, like just, um, just a few weeks ago, we did a podcast and I was like, I don't think that y'all, y'all don't value us. Y'all don't care about us. And like, like all the guys on the call were just like the exact opposite. Like, uh, no, like we care a whole lot about y'all and everything we do is about y'all. And ever since that conversation, I feel like the, it's kind of like the trajectory changed, um, because I have been hearing that like duplicated over and over and over. And it was, I don't know if I chose, to, I chose to hear, uh, hear and uh, digest what was being said. And I think a lot of that um, has now attracted even more and more of those positive voices and those voices of healing. And I think that we all have a lot of work to do um, when it comes to like, digging deep and bonding together and I think that we are closer and we're, we're becoming closer um and we need to just keep keep tapping on that door and keep bridging that gap and healing and it, I mean I don't know I talk about mental health all the time and like just the more you dig into yourself yeah. the whole the the more you tap and and extract from that well, the, the well of self, like you, you really have a abundance of love to give to other people. And love doesn't always have to be this intimate, uh, like relationship love. I mean, loving your neighbor, loving people and caring about them in a sense of community and, and exuding that, that can only come from a place of self worth where you know that I am, I am worthy. So therefore I'm giving this worth back to other people who also are worthy. And, um, it, it's a beautiful thing to watch. I think that we've been, we've been going in a different direction for a long time. And I think collectively as a body of black people, black voices, we are uniting and we are bonding and we are loving on each other and we are healing each other and we are giving each other flowers. And we are um, really, there's a lot of people doing the work right now. And it, it feels very good. The conversations, this conversation, the last conversation, I pray for these things. I wanted to see <laughs> Like with 
educated, articulate black people and engage in conversations and topics and discussions that impact our lives. Yes. That yes. that are every like everyday lives. Like how how are you doing it? What are you doing? Like tell me more. Like encourage me. I wanted to be around people that were empowering and like I am mind blown that I'm actually at I'm at the table now. Like because <laughs> I, I I manifested that and like huh, I'm happy to be here. I told you that the last time. Like, I, I get so excited about it. Like, this is what we need. This is what our communities need. And this is what little boys and girls, uh, adults, all of us, this is what we need. This, if you don't have a friend and you need a friend, then you need to be listening to the podcast. Like, where it's about growth. It's about personal growth. It's about enlightenment and walking away better than when you came. Mm. And so I am happy to be a part of this platform. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. <laughs> don't do it, brother. Don't do it. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm trying to think of what. Um, uh, that was just beautiful. Thank you. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's your. It's, it's all those things David said about the black woman. You you exemplify those things. This your energy brought you here. Your energy is what attracted me to you and said, "Hmm, yeah, she could go right here and fit perfectly." <laughs> and look at how <laughs> it's been going. It's, it's 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 been excellent. Dang, I, you said something earlier, Jessica. I wanted to comment on. I cannot remember. I'm having a brain fart. I should have wrote it down. Um, I'm going to be mad now. Oh, yes, about uh, gloating. Yo, so this is one thing I want to challenge all of our listeners to do, right? Gloating, whatever y'all call it. I want to see more black excellence on y'all's timelines and in the groups. Like, if, you know, I love seeing the articles, 13-year-old African-American kid gets into Harvard or... They got a a, a a hair care line in Walmart and Target and they 12 or she 56 years old, but she got a doctorate degree after going, you know, surviving breast cancer. And like just these celebrations of blacks because they would they're not going to get it in school. They're not. Uh, we get one month in school and it's a short month. And I know what my coworkers be doing. George Washington Carver everywhere, but we're not gonna go there. We don't... <laughs> you 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 have a few, you have a few teachers that 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 kind of not to take anything away from those people, but Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and you know they not to take away from them, but we do have some teachers that will shift and say, hey, use this list. Let's let's find some more modern day African Americans right. we can talk about. But yeah, we need to definitely highlight that. Um, be and I, I this is another challenge for you if you're working you know like us got a podcast our listeners are growing our v viewership are growing i'm going to talk about it i'm going to promote that i'm going to share that positive news and if somebody has a problem with it maybe they don't belong around me try it and see what people have to say about it that'll let that'll tell you a lot about the people who support you and a lot of people who don't and who's actually jealous because that's where it comes Ooh. from i think it's like, why don't you want me talking about my achievements? If I got a promotion or if I was the youngest to do this or the first to do that, you saying that's gloating, is it? Or are you just mad because you can't do it or you didn't do it? You mad because it's not about you? You know, start thinking about that. Don't let people just, um, let your light shine. Yes. Yeah. 
And when you are in the right room, like it is so interesting how that language is not seen that way. Like, yeah, yeah. It is only determined by gloating by the mentality of the room. Like, and and when you are in the right room, people will applaud that and they will commend you for that and they will keep they will push that and, and push it further. And that's something that I've learned in my own journey. Like I've I've heard people call me some things um and do it in in, in slightly demeaning ways, not really uh in your face, but enough to like put like to put an edge on it and it's like then there's rooms where I don't even bring my full self necessarily uh to the table and they're like hey 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 but I saw last week that you did this and they want to extract the positive things that I'm doing because they can they find value in them and they find appreciation and I, I we talked about capacity and we talked about like just positioning yourself in rooms that are amplifying your voice mm -hmm. amplify this is a room that amplifies the voices of a lot of different people and and what your experience means matters and i i think that that's that that's just it in a nutshell like we are meant to amplify and and create and um yeah like <laughs> When yeah. you are in the right room, you don't have to even almost do the work. And guess what? Like, I'm going to add to that. When you're in the right room, those people will listen to those things, and they're going to come up to you and say, yo, how can you help me do that? How did you do that? Let's talk about it. Well, this is what I do over here. Can you? They will share. They build. Yep. I see it all the time. When I was a realtor and I used to go to these conferences and these people's worth with rewards and awards and all these achievements, they were giving the information away. They were like, yo, y'all can do this too. This is how I did it. Call me, email me. I want to help you do it too. That's what it's about. It shouldn't be about let me hide my achievements because people are going to hate on me. People aren't going to like me. People going to say I'm stuck up. People going to say I'm different. People going to say I changed. Uh, you are different. You did change. You're doing better. Hello. That's a good thing. Um, so it's like, it, that's, that's the way it should be. Like, I only look for relationships in which it is mutually beneficial. What are we doing for each other besides shooting the shizzle? all the time what are we right. really talking about like can i help right. you grow hey yeah let me help you grow can you help me over here great you know it's not always give and take but there should be some benefits we should be growing together we should not be stuck our relationship should not be stuck in the same place and like david is one of those people like i can tell this dude anything like this dude gave me some super advice and you were right about a lot of things oh my goodness let me tell you <laughs> Don't do it. I'm not going to do, do that. No, no, no. <laughs> no I, actually, I need to catch you up. I don't even know if we talked about it. But anyway, all right. You're a family man. I can't I can't hold you up. Um, <laughs> no, man. You good. You good. Go ahead. Tell us about... So this is what I want to know. Because you have a, you have a unique perspective in this. Um, mm -hmm. You have your own family. You mm -hmm. have your own children. And when you think about the work that you did with other people's children and what you were pouring into their lives, um, this is before you started your family, correct? Yeah, this would have been How before, technically, like right on the, yeah, a couple okay. years before. And then it kind of bled into me starting the family afterwards. Go so ahead. How, did, how did that experience help you be a better father? Um, it, it, it got me ready. Like, it got me right. And I say it got me right because, like, for instance, my daughter, like I said, Madison, I'm referencing her. She's the oldest, but she would have been the first child. She was two and she was having, like, one of the little spells. And my wife at the time was like, oh, no, let it slide. And I told her, like, look, if it ain't cute when she 
uh, 12, it ain't gonna be cute with you too, you know. And then that same day, like within 24 hours, that same behavior repeated itself, and she she jumped on it. And only because I had seen it in the nonprofit sector with other kids, I dealt with it before, and I saw what it looked like at the age of 12, 13, and it ain't nothing that nobody wanted to tolerate. So we were trying to nip it in the butt, but it did help. The parenting aspect did help for me for a number of ways. Um, but I would just say, I mean, it just. It, I guess just make sure I'm answering your question correctly. Can you just repeat it one more time? So how did your experience in working with um, the kids that you worked with before starting your family, how did that help you be, I mean, a, a, a better, better father parent. or a parent? Like, how did how did that experience transition into your own parenting? Because now these are your blood relatives. These are yeah. your children. Yeah. So you did answer. I, I mean, you answered the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it definitely helped without question. It did. It definitely helped me. It definitely is. And how many children do you have? I have two. I have a 12-year-old who's Madison, and I have a 7-year-old who is Chloe. 12-year-old thinks she's my mama, my second mama. <laughs> and my 7-year-old thinks she's my second wife. Real talk. <laughs> uh, um, funny story. I had gotten two little candy little, you know, like those little rings. They find a little character accordion ring, big old rings, whatever. Little plastic little thing. My daughter literally made me, my youngest daughter made me get out on one leg and propose <laughs> to her. Like, literally, she wanted me to put the ring on her finger. Um, you know, she was like, yeah, and I'm going to be a wife one day. And I was like, that's that's a good way to look at it, you know, <laughs> um, as opposed to anything else. So it was it's just, yeah, it's never a dull moment with those two. Never. Ever. Um, yeah. I hear, I am the daughter of, of, well, my dad has three girls, so I'm the middle of wow. three girls. So I hear that there, I mean, you not that you have anything to compare it to, but in, in comparison to um, uh, mentoring young men, um, how did girls change your life? Man. <laughs> Man. Girls changed my life. Because the approach is different, and I say that because like guys are guys. I've been a I've been a guy all my life, and I thank God I've been a guy all my life. Um, I wouldn't change that for nothing. This is why people like me and I can't be on a recorded call because stuff like this happens. Well, he just wails for no reason. Okay, whatever. I'm gonna leave that right there. But. Okay. Girls is like their approach is different, and I say that it's not a bad thing. Um, it's just you gotta approach them differently. So my girls, like my oldest, she's a whiner. My youngest, she's not a whiner. She is. She gonna find your weak spot. She gonna find it somewhere or another. So everybody got a strategy. Versus boys are just boys. Like I just you know you kind of know what to expect from boys. So this this whole deal of parenting girls or or handling young ladies. Versus guys, I would say the girls, even from the work perspective, they got the they got the lesser of the aggressiveness uh, versus the boys. The boys just got all of it in between, all of that because that's just what they. I just <laughs> I just know what's coming, so I figured if I go ahead and jump ahead of it aggressively like I should, then it, it it's just I, I feel like I'm I'm solving problems there. Um, and I think that's why, like, I guess even, like, right now, even to the capacity, like, me working with kids again um, here now and these kids here, elementary age kids, I just, I can see it. I can see certain things. So I'm trying to 
stop it and speak to it, and I can just, you know, kind of just deal with it. But my girls, they, they pull on my heartstrings every single time. Yeah. You softy. Whatever, though. <laughs> it's okay. Whatever. It really is. It is just okay. Wait, just it wait is. your turn. Just wait your turn. Huh? Wait your turn, bro. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> on that note i don't have any more (laughs) yeah don't let go don't let go do not let go no i don't have any more questions i'm good i'm good Uh, (laughs) oh y'all wait till we have another episode without a guest so i can really be ignorant because i can't put other people's uh reputations (laughs) at risk like my own (laughs) it's not right But I don't have any more questions for you, uh, Jessica. You got anything else? No, uh, but it was a pleasure chatting with you. And uh, I really, great conversation, great dialogue. And stay with it. Stay encouraged. Uh, Thank you for stopping by. I appreciate it. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, um, this is David D. Hutchison on Facebook. Um, Don't send him a friend request if you're a weirdo. Um, yeah, I, please I, don't. Please, you don't sit there for a long time. A long time. Um, I ain't got time for you to say they watch me. No. Last, I, I lied. I do have one more question. Please. What do ahead. you have to say to the young men? Or, hmm, hold up. What do you have to say to the mentors out there that are working with our youth today? What words of wisdom or advice do you have for them? I would just say, I mean, you if you've given all that you've given and you and you're doing the best that you can, I mean, just plant your seed and just 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 let it take harvest. Um, your work definitely doesn't go unnoticed. And I know a lot of people are doing a lot of different things for a lot of different reasons um, and that perspective or whatever. But just just be, you know, just be what you need to be for them. And if you can't, you can't. You know what I mean? And that's 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 ultimately what I would just give there. But I would just say from, a, I guess, um but if you if you're considering it, and a lot of people think like mentoring is like I got to spend money and I got to spend a whole lot of time, but just whatever you could offer, uh, just be consistent. And I would definitely just be honest and be transparent, if, mm. if nothing if nothing else, because I think that's the other thing. And also too, parents need to understand that the mentor isn't the savior, like it isn't Captain Save a Lot, isn't here to like <laughs> you know swoop in and like do all these magical things, whatever. No, they're just. They're just an, an added asset to what you're already bringing to the table. Because I think sometimes that's the misconception as well. But just to those mentors that are trying to do the best that they can do, like, if you've done what you needed to do, that's all you can do. That's it. I, I, exactly. Um, excellent. If I, I need to listen to that again. Wait a minute. <laughs> that what might be getting back into some mentoring myself. But yeah. thank you again for joining us, sir. Yeah, thank man. You. Thank you. Um, this won't be the last time. And y'all will... Oh, I'm grateful. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll definitely keep y'all posted on um, his progress with his podcast. Jessica, do you have any oh. <laughs> Do you have any closing words for the people? Really? No. Uh, y'all be safe. Uh, the, oh, I do have something to say really quickly. We are just starting the work. The voting is done, the election is done, but we have to stay committed to causes, yes. to our causes, and stay 
pushing this platform. And so we cannot stop right now because we we, we won an election. And I reached out to someone uh, today to get some more information for myself. So I just challenge all of us to to get out and do something and um, do the work. The work is about to begin. So yeah. let's get through the weekend, have a good time. Everybody's celebrating. But after that, we got we got to pick up the torch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, ladies and gentlemen, y'all already know, if you need to contact us, fmepodcast1 at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Instagram, fme underscore podcast. You can follow me, complete underscore vision that is complete with a k jessica where can they find you on instagram i am exposed her e-x-p-o-z-h-e-r we also don't forget about our affiliates gardener's garden retro mimi acre gold and black water don't forget about the facebook group as well from my experience podcast on facebook join the facebook group and listen in i mean not listen in. join in on the conversations again thank y'all for continuing to support us we've seen tremendous growth um got big plans for next year all of you are going to be a part of it um also i'm gonna make i i, I should have did this a while ago There'll be a giveaway in December. Somebody will be getting a gift card. So somebody in December is going to get a gift card. I will uh, put butt my butt heads with uh, Jessica on um, some uh, rules and stuff like that. And we're going to put that in the Facebook group. We're going to put it in, on Instagram. And y'all can enter for a chance to win a gift card. It'll probably be an Amazon gift card or a Visa gift card. So you can get whatever you want gonna do a little shump shump for y'all you know it's been a rough year <laughs> holidays coming up you know so just want to look out for y'all but anyway take care of yourself mentally physically financially and we'll catch y'all next time peace peace